Welcome to the Goth Academy podcast. Hi, everybody. Hi, Noga. Hi, Gil. Hey, welcome again to the podcast. Yes, hey. again. Our second podcast. Yeah, I didn't screw up the first time. No, just barely passed. <laughs> <laughs> barely okay. passed. It was... was incredibly average. <laughs> Let's try That's and do... That's me, incredibly average. <laughs> Let's try and do a little bit better this time. I said that's life. That's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks stopping on a dream. So we want to kick off our Joker mini-series. You want to psychoanalyze the masses as they are portrayed in the movie and look at, uh, at uh, this aspect from a psychoanalytical perspective because you are a therapist. Wow, you waited <laughs> so patiently to move your chair. I didn't want it to, you know, to disrupt the... And I appreciate it. Okay. I, I want to start with like, the theoretical framework of what I'm going to use in this podcast. I'm going to use Jessica Benjamin's theory. Uh, who is she? Uh, who, she? She's a psychoanalyst. Uh, she's, uh, she started from sociology. She went to the Frankfurt School. She started her theory by trying to integrate between Hegel and Freud. Uh, later on, she uh, integrated between Hegel and Winnicott, but, and we might talk about that also, okay. but uh, she started with Hegel and Freud. And basically her question was, is there a way out of the subordination domination relationship or like the master-slave dichotomy that Hegel talks about. Hegel said that every time, I mean, there, there needs to be a master and a slave. And we can also see that in social relations. There need to be the people who are in power and the people who are enslaved to that. Even though for most of human, uh, human history, we've lived in uh, way, way more egalitarian uh, communities, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, uh, um, well, I mean, that's arguable, of course, within those communities where there are people with power and people who weren't. I mean, yeah. But no master and slave. Uh, this is from uh, the, the literature, mm-hmm. is that when you started with settled societies, then you had the priest, you had a chieftain, mm-hmm. and they had, uh, you know, more, they uh, gathered more power, mm-hmm. and then you had workers, and people started getting a profession, so you'll be a warrior, and somebody has to be in charge of making decisions. Somebody has to be in charge of letting you know what God wants. Yeah. So you're saying that Jordan Peterson's uh, <laughs> example of the lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I was channeling Jordan Peterson when I was saying the literature, because that's how he referred to it. Yeah, but you, refer, you thought about Jordan Peterson from a different perspective. So let's uh, wish him a speedy, a speedy recovery. Yes, a speedy recovery. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Um, so, um, <clears throat> so yeah, master, I mean, and slave. master and slave, and this is how he said that basically dialectics move in society, right? You have a, a revolution, and then the mm. slaves become the masters. Mm. Which is what we see at the, at the conclusion of the movie, spoiler right. alert, even though everybody knows what happens at the end. Okay. Yeah. The masses take over. The masses take over. He said that this is like an, an inevitable dialectics. I mean, if there is a kind of like a... Uh, a struggle between the master and the slave, then one needs to die or yeah. or keep his life but be enslaved, okay. right? This is like the the uh, the choice that they have. Okay. 
And but there will always be a master and a slave because this kind of like what goes around comes around. So you go up, you go down, but there's okay. always a master and a slave. Yeah. Yeah. And so Wayne Sr., he starts out as a master and finishes uh, the movie being shot down by the former slave. Right. And this is like the same kind of uh, spirit of the French Revolution, right? I mean, let's kill all the rich, all the, the elites and everything. Yes. And uh, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, or, or uh, you know, kill the masters in Game of Thrones, and, uh, and there's always this kind of like, if you kill the masters, then, uh, uh, it, I mean, Daenerys, for example, she wanted to uh, break the will, right? She wanted to abolish master-slave yeah. uh, dialectics. But, but she yeah, became a master herself. She became a master herself. So, I mean, this is part of the Hegelian uh, concept. You, it's either or. You're either a master or either a slave. You might as well be a master, of course, so you have to preserve your power. And you can't be too generous, too benevolent, because then the slaves will take over. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is, uh, of course, what... Uh, uh, what we see in the movie. What this is what the, the movie, movie is about. Okay, so this is yeah. the, the reality as it is portrayed in this movie. It's very bleak. Mm-hmm. It's very grim. So Jessica Benjamin, in her theory, she said, look, I mean, uh, there is a way out. It doesn't have to be either domination or subordination. The way out is recognition. I mean, if you recognize that other people... Are not clowns. Are not clowns. No, they're subjects. Yeah. They're people with emotions, feelings, you yeah. know, with thoughts of themselves, ideas of, them, of their own. Yeah. And they deserve the same kind of treatment that the people who are in power deserve. Like those three brokers who were assholes, but because they're rich, then they're portrayed as good men. Good men. And the guy who later becomes, okay, a mass murderer, but by then... <laughs> yeah, they were attacking him. He was the victim, and they were the perpetrators. Right. And society celebrates uh, established society. Polite society celebrates them, but the masses, who are angry, they start to celebrate him. Right. So the masses, uh, yeah. I mean, the kind of situations that they portray there is also the kind of like a master-slave dialectics. I mean, they didn't actually reach. Uh, a resolution, right? Yeah. A, a, a mutual recognition of the uh, the different classes. Yeah. It was like yeah. the biggest fear. I mean, the biggest fear of the masters, right? Yes. I mean, this is the reason why we can't allow the masses to take over because yes. then it will be back to the dog-eat-dog uh, situation, right? The, like the Hobbesian natural uh, uh, natural state right. of like uh, just people yeah. give them guns and they all they yeah. want to do is rape and pillage, yeah. right? We saw them... Uh, uh, you know, breaking uh, glasses of uh, stores. You know, yeah. those stores could have been uh, could have belonged to people of their same status, right? It's not as if they only broke down the huge uh, chain stores that uh, you know represent yes. capitalism or right. whatever. Right. So in this movie, the masses they also accept this master-slave dynamics, and right. they're like, okay, if this is the way it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the master now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, they weren't looking. Uh, they weren't looking for. Uh, a change in the paradigm uh, right. of society, the way it operates, the way it views uh, itself and the lower classes and better-offs and the less better-offs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't want to make things equal in that sense. They want to take over. Mm-hmm. And uh, their way of taking yeah, over is okay. also anarchy. Okay, so explain that, uh, that dynamic psychoanalytically. It's interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. What uh, Jessica Benjamin uh, suggested is that uh, these kinds of relationship exist in any kind of relationship. I mean, it also exists in the social order, but it can exist between people as well. Okay. That, uh, um, I mean, of course, between also groups. I mean, 
even if we look at uh, our own conflict right here in Israel, like the Jewish-Palestinian conflict, I mean, there are many people who say we don't want to give uh, the Palestinians their own state. We don't want to give them equal rights because then they will enslave us. Like yes. they will have power and they will enslave yes. us because these kinds of relations are inevitable. Right. You might as well be yeah. the master. The kind of riots that the people are so scared of because it's, uh, I mean, it's out of control and uh, it really, I mean, it, the thing is that when it's done in that way, I mean, it's not surprising that it's scary, of course, because yeah. it's not, uh, b because it actually manifests the, the biggest fear. I mean, and this is also what I, I often think that is the case uh, with many kinds of conflicts that, uh, I mean, even if when you talk about renouncing one's privileges, let's say the rich people's privileges, you have to know what you're getting in return and you have to trust the other to give you those yes. things in return in order to renounce. Yes. I mean, if people knew, okay, we're going to renounce our privileges, I mean, of course, this is maybe a very naive way of seeing things because there will be people who won't want to. Yeah, uh, but uh, there are precedents. If, yeah. we, if we talked about South Africa, exactly. you, you had the, the, the Peace and Reconciliation uh, Committees. Right. Uh, and some people argue that uh, uh, they could have been harder, they could, they could have worked harder to getting more of the rich people's, the white people's uh, privileges, especially financial ones. Yeah, and maybe there will be more people, I mean, the thing is that the master has to recognize that he is also suffering from these, uh, from this kind of like uh, dichotomy. I mean, if the master thinks that everything is fine and well, then they will not want to give anything up because they don't have anything to give up those things for. Yeah. But if they realize, you know, that, uh, okay, you know, I mean, and this is maybe one of the things that the movie is showing. Yeah. That, that Wayne, that Thomas Wayne? Thomas Wayne, right. I mean, uh, the fact that he... He was. He thought that everything was great. I mean, he didn't see. I mean, for him, that was like the ideal of things, and anyone should aspire to that. Like they right, should to be, what he is. To what he is. Yeah. But they don't. Of course, he didn't realize the fact that the social order just doesn't allow certain people to reach that kind of status, which most is people. most yeah. people. This is part yeah. of the American uh, uh, maybe hypocrisy in a sense, like right. the, the hypocrisy of meritocracy. And he was doubling down. He was like. So not only uh, are you guys, you bums, uh, ruining it for everybody, so I'm not going to try to maybe, I'm not going to compromise on anything. I'm going to go and become the mayor as mm -hmm. well. Not only the richest person, most powerful person because of uh, financial uh, resources, but also get the whole executive branch uh, or whatever, legislator, whatever the political system is over there. I'm going to control that too. And so like the masses... Uh, like, okay, so what do we have left? Exactly. What do we have left? Well, what avenue can we go to change the way things are? And this encourages uh, violent behavior. Right, right. Because there are no, uh, no channels for you to change things. Everything is blocked and you're just left in seclusion. So you might as well just, uh, you know, be in outrage, which is right. a horrible, of course, situation. We don't condone it. But we no, but we see it like in uh, Hong Kong for mm -hmm. example, mm -hmm. or Black Lives Matter here in Israel or in other places, yeah. that when you feel that you don't have any ways to change uh, your situation, then it creates uh, violence. Right. It's violence. Right. People have to have an opportunity to better their, li the, their lives mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in some way or another, or to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. You see people in Hong Kong, they're, they're just like uh, going all in and, uh, with the risk of losing everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and also and, they're wearing masks, like the Joker, right? And now uh, the, the Chinese police uh, is trying to outlaw uh, putting masks on, like again, like all these people, the masses using the Joker masks to disguise themselves. Mm -hmm. So this is very relevant. Uh, you know, the Hong Kong riots weren't uh, happening when they were making this movie. Right. But, uh, but then you see that the master is left, I mean, like you're saying, with uh, maybe two choices. And uh, one of them is to say, okay, this, this is how the masses behave. So we need to, to use more force against them mm -hmm. and, you know, to keep the slaves down yes. because we don't want them to, uh, to, to rebel. Yes. Or, and this is the better option, of course, is to recognize that something horrible is happening in society and this is what makes people act yeah. so desperately and so violently mm -hmm. and then to think about how to change it. Yes. And this is the recognition. You say, okay, those people are people like me. I mean, uh, why are they behaving that way? They must be in impossible situations. We need to, to rethink about things in order to make things better for everyone. And, this is, and they will, it will also be good, better for me. Yes. I mean, I'm not saying that it should be out of like a moral masochism or something to say, yeah. I don't deserve it. Or, no, we all deserve it. I mean, the rich people deserve it and the poor people deserve it. We all deserve to live good lives. We all deserve yes. to have our children get good education and good health care. Yeah. And so we have to think about a society that can create that. And this will be for the, this will be for the greater good. Right, not the disappearing hand of like uh, invisible hand. Invisible hand. It's the second <laughs> time it's the disappearing hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the invisible hand. Yeah, yeah. That was like a very bad uh, translation on that. So about the recognition, we see that it's much easier to recognize uh, the subjectivity of the other side when it's not as close to home. Mm -hmm. People who live here in Israel have a harder time uh, giving recognition to the other, to the person on the other side of the fence or of the wall. Then, for example, for if somebody tells you about a conflict uh, in southern uh, Ljubljana, mm -hmm. whatever, southern Lithuania, right. and say that these people are feel that they're better than these people, and you're like, come on. We're all the same. We're all the same. Yeah. But when somebody says that to you, you feel it viscerally, whatever. Like one might feel it uh, more often viscerally. No, they are not like me. Mm -hmm. they, people people uh, reject this idea of uh, recognizing uh, the other because they're scared. Yeah, they're intimidated because they don't want uh, to lose their privileges. Because uh, it can be very scary to lose privileges when you don't trust the other. I mean, of course, it's, you know, it's not fun to lose privileges at all. I mean, uh, but, but especially when you think that uh, losing your privileges will make you weak and vulnerable in the face of an other whom you don't trust and you see as violent and uh, as, uh, you know, has ill intent towards you. I mean, the thing is that many people don't see that the other person just wants, you know, to lead a better lives for, for themselves. They think that it's something against you. You know, they want to, to do you harm, not to do themselves good. So this is part of the problem. I mean, uh, you just, you're not willing to renounce things because you don't know what you're getting. But you said, when we, when we talked about it earlier, you said to me that you didn't like the way that the masses were portrayed yeah. in the movie. I, I didn't like it because it manifests the fear. It says, okay, you see why we can't let them? Uh, because they, the masses are animals. All they want to do is uh, pillage and rape. This is what animals want to do? 
Well, you know, I mean, you know, this is what... Uh, <laughs> what kind of animals do you hang around with? The yeah. animals I know are very nice. And this is where Freud comes in, right? Because basically Freud said, we're all animals in that sense. All we want to do, we have uh, death instincts that make us violent when we have sex in- instincts, which, you know, that make us, uh, that make us want to rape and, uh, you know, do mm. all kinds of inappropriate things. So society must serve as a kind of inhibitor to that. And uh, when you see people acting like this Hobbesian world of like doggy dog world, you say, oh, yeah, Freud was right, Hobbes was right. Yes. I mean, this is how people really are. Right. And we need to keep that under control because people are dangerous. And it's not true. I mean, uh, people are relational animals. And, uh, uh, and you can see, you know, uh, rage and things going out of uh, like a pathological circumstances of society not only of the individual yes yes but sometimes people are dangerous like if yeah. under certain uh, geopolitical uh, historical uh, contexts yeah yeah people create people uh, like societies uh, act in detrimental ways to themselves and to their neighbors obviously the entire history is riddled with uh, these examples and also uh, recent history that societies that don't have strong foundations Uh, when uh, the power, the Hobbesian, the Leviathan power, uh, whatever, leaves the premises, mm-hmm. then it becomes uh, something like a Gotham uh, by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but the thing is that the, the Leviathan, it needs to be like a social contract for all, that yes. all people are, uh, you know, not just for the, for the few. Yes. And this is what often happens. And uh, so people don't accept a social contract that doesn't give them anything. You know, I mean, yes. if you, you wouldn't sign a contract which says, oh, the other part gets everything and you don't get anything. Yes. So if you want to avoid this kind of situation, you, you need to have a real social contract. But these are, you know, these are very fundamental uh, differences in worldviews between the people who say, There will always be master-slave uh, relationships, and the people will say, "No, we need to have this kind of social contract which recognizes the, the basic rights of all human beings, uh, you know, regardless of social status and education or whatever, race, gender. Yes. And so they're very different social contracts, and they're very different attitudes of constructing those uh, contracts. So uh, and this is, I mean, you can really see it and like also, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but also, I mean, I think that uh, between the right and the left, I mean, the left, uh, in def- by definition, is much more universal, yeah. right? Universal, egalitarian. Egalitarian. And says, uh, ev- you know... Yeah, we're all the same. We're all the same, and things happen for a reason because of unjust social orders, right. etc. It and doesn't the, matter if you love this person or you look this way or if you enjoy that thing. We can all get along. Yeah. Aspirationally. Uh, right. I mean, there are people that consider themselves left... Which also support this kind of uh, dichotomy, yes, so but uh, to me, they're not leftists, of course, we can argue about mm-hmm. that, but like to me, that's not like the uh, the, the leftist yeah. worldview yeah. more but conservative viewpoints uh, believe inherently in hierarchies, this is why they want to conserve these hierarchies, yeah with, with gender related or sexual orientation or nationality right. between nationalities mm-hmm. or between ethnicities. And you can be African or Yugoslavian or Brazilian or American. It's, uh, it's all the same worldview in that sense. Right. I mean, gender relations is a great example. I mean, Jessica Benjamin also started uh, by looking at gender. Mm-hmm. But we can see, like, uh, I mean, look at the, like the MRAs, like the men rights activists. Okay. I mean, what they're saying basically is that uh, uh, 
Which is very relevant to the movie. Very relevant to the movie, yeah, because uh, we, we talk, I mean... Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are talking yeah. about how he's like an incel. Okay. Yeah, they say that uh, feminism, in a way, like switched master-slave relationships, right? Mm. I mean, they say now that women have all the control and mm. they'll do, they do this and they do that, and men are the slaves yes. now because they don't... And uh, basically... And they're not trying to compromise and find a solution that is good for both sides. Right. Like, no, let's go back. Let's go back. Or, you know, I mean, it's also arguable. There are different kinds of men rights activists. Not, you know, okay. not all the blah, blah, blah. Okay. But, blah, uh, blah, blah. Mostly blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But it's like, the thing is that, in my opinion, I mean, if you look at uh, the relationships between the men and women... This is exactly the kind of thing that uh, mutual recognition between the genders can solve because yes. women are much more discriminated in the social sphere, right? And men are much more discriminated in the private sphere. I mean, all the, the visitation rights and like custody rights and, uh, you know, uh, n- no shelters for uh, battered uh, men. And, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to that, I mean... Def- men are definitely more discriminated on and, and right. uh, also so men get less empathy when they're assaulted exactly. either sexually or other right. or another way than women okay. exactly so what will be best for all is basically a real equality that will make you know women less discriminated in the social sphere and men less discriminated in the private sphere and have this kind of uh, room for choice which is much uh, yeah. You know, much wider than the room there is now. But it won't be better for all. It will be better for most. It will be better for because most. Because some people, the one percent in any uh, any of these spheres, will have to lose privileges. Yes. So Thomas Wayne, had he been willing to lose his privileges, he could have ran like uh, FDR, being a, ma- a traitor to his class. And acknowledging not that the, the, the perpetrator was uh, was a clown, but maybe what was going on there, what happened there mm-hmm. in the train with the, with the three uh, stockbrokers who got shot. Uh, but his unwillingness to to recognize the other side. Yep. But this well, is those exactly. Those around. It, yeah, this is exactly what Hegel said. His choice was either give up your privileges as a master or die or lose your life. Mm. If he had given up his privileges, he would have stayed alive. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, but he shouldn't, you know, he, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't have stayed alive as a slave. I mean, according to Jessica Benjamin. He could okay, have... so maybe finishing up with the connection that Jessica Benjamin uh, made with the, between Hegel and Freud were, that you referenced at the beginning. Uh, because Freud always said, I mean, society is repressing for a need, for a certain reason. There are good reasons for society to repress things, and there are good reasons for people to dominate and be subordinate mm-hmm. because of that. I mean, society is also, uh, you know, I mean, it is operated by people, and the people who are the ones that choose which certain behaviors you can express in public or not. So what Freud said is that, you know, we need those people to be in domination uh, mm-hmm. for, in order for our instincts not to, mm-hmm. to you know, run free. Yeah. And this is uh, also now considered a very conservative uh, viewpoint. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very conservative. Conservative. Even though it was probably avant-garde uh, at the time. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, but and Hegel, I mean, from a different uh, perspective, of course, said, yeah, this is the case, and you know, this mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, it's inevitable. And, this and is how. And what does Je- Jessica Benjamin say about it? Well, she just says that uh, recognition is the way out mm-hmm. of subordination and domination relationships. I mean, if you. If you, and again, this is the, the, the essence of subjecti- intersubjectivity. We're both subjects, 
we're separate. We need to recognize our separateness in the sense that you have different thoughts, feelings uh, right. of your own. Yeah, and the and rich also have their own fears yeah, that we can address and understand exactly, the rich because, in this movie, yeah, right, in Gotham. Yeah, we don't say, oh, the rich should die or the rich should lose everything they own. No, I mean, they they need to lose some, probably, right? They need to lose uh, some mm -hmm. of those privileges or they need to, to yeah. lose... Uh, also prestige. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, yeah. But they will gain so much in return because they will be part of it. First of all, they will be safe, right? They won't have to be shot in the street. Yes. Or to have their child watch them uh, shot in the street. Yes. Uh, and they will be a, a part of society in which they won't be constantly afraid of losing that power of, mm -hmm. or confronting that kind of violence. Because uh, Bruce Wayne... Who is behind bars when he's interacting with the Joker? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Joker is outside. Right. He's the one who is free. Right. Bruce Wayne, he's the one who is in the mansion and they're talking, uh, the bars are uh, between them and it's as if the Joker is in prison, but no, Bruce Wayne is in prison. He, yeah. can, he can go out. That's a very nice thought. It's true. Thank I you. mean, when you're a master, you can't really, you're not free. You're, not, you're also a slave in the sense of preserving your power. You do so much. Look at uh, Israel and Palestine, right? We have to do so much in order to, to preserve uh, the power that we have over the Palestinians. And it's not making right. us free. Right. I mean, we're, we're still... Opposite. Uh, the opposite. The opposite. I mean, it's... Uh, Democratically, internally, and also just like uh, when you psychoanalyze the, the, the Israeli mindset, it, become, it makes us more paranoid, more anxious. Yeah. Yes, yes. And people... But, but for some people, it's important to, to maintain this hierarchy because it becomes part of your sense of self yeah but but it's it becomes part of your sense of self uh, in a very survivalist mode yes. i mean uh, it's better that there's at least one person one population that is below you yeah in the social strata because when you feel strong you feel like you have more chances of surviving mm. i mean it's very at okay. the end yeah we are in a sense very you know crazy animalistic in that sense i mean we not just israelis not just it we're all crazy i mean it's a crazy world right now i mean before it was it was really great everything was great but now it's crazy no it yeah i mean probably uh, was always crazy probably was always crazy. We, we didn't start the fire as the song goes yes. yeah i mean but uh yeah we can uh, apply that to so many social situations and so many political situations mm. i mean it's just very it's just very human, unfortunately. I feel, I feel after this conversation that... Uh, so we didn't talk about whether we liked the movie, what we liked. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. But, but let me start that. We already shot our videos that we're going to post in the coming days and weeks. Two of them. One of them psychoanalyzing Arthur Fleck and one of them psychoanalyzing society's attitude towards the mentally ill. So I have, I now retroactively enjoyed the movie more after all these conversations, also after this conversation specifically, than I actually enjoyed it in real time. And so you didn't particularly enjoy it, enjoy, specifically I'm using the word enjoy, didn't particularly enjoy the movie as we watched it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I very much appreciated it. I thought it was a great movie. I mean, uh, very well done, but uh, it's very so well acted. very well acted and uh, directed also. But but it was just so hard to watch. I mean, it was just so hard to watch. Yeah, and you had your uh, your face in your hands uh, half the movie. Yeah, uh, you know that I don't watch violent scenes. I never do. 
I can't. So you haven't, you've never watched the Red Wedding? No. <laughs> and also, uh, like... Uh, Ned, you assume that Ned is dead, but no, you haven't ever seen it. I've never seen it. I mean, I saw his head, but... Uh, and also, uh, uh, the scene with the mountain and... Uh, uh, yeah. And the viper? Yeah. So you don't know what happened? No. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I suspect it wasn't nice. <laughs> He okay. didn't really kiss him passionately. <laughs> yes, let's just grab his head and... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so this was a very, very intense movie. Also, I feel very manipulative. And I didn't... Like, I had a, a lot of problems with it during... Like, while I was watching it. Like, very manipulative in the way that it forced us to empathize with him... Because he's uh, protecting himself, he's, he's being violent only when he needs to kill assholes. And we see what his mom did to him, so it was like very... Uh, with, like, with a lot of intent, yeah. with, like driving you, this is where you need to go. But it did work in terms of the whole feel of the movie, because this is uh, basically what uh, Arthur Fleck is going, uh, going through. Like, he has no choice but to go because, uh, whatever, life has manipulated him, his, his mother, society, and, and, and everything is very intense. Right. And, uh, but after, so the farther I am from watching the movie, and all those anxieties uh, start to dissipate, more I can enjoy uh, the movie because it was incredible in many ways. Yeah, it's an incredible movie. And, uh, I don't yeah. know if I recommend it, though. Do you recommend it? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, not to anyone. No, not I to everyone. Not to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not to anyone. That was like my... Uh, <laughs> you're, you're Freud inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very hard to say. I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> no one should watch this film. Yeah. I have a, like a vanilla opinion about it. No one should watch it. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So it's like a movie that I think one should watch for a certain reason. I don't know how to explain mm. it, but it's like... Um, with a certain goal in mind, maybe... Making a video about it. <laughs> maybe like making a video about it, but also, I mean, I mean confronting these issues or mm. talking about these issues or mm. thinking about them, uh, not just uh, as, uh, you know, this is not an escapist. <laughs> yes, it is not. No, no. Unlike all the other superhero movies, this is like the darkest... The, realest superhero movie ever i mean there's nothing superhuman about it i mean it's just superhuman you know it's like not a it's not a superhero thing i mean he's not a hero of course he's an anti-hero yeah. and of course but it's like wow i mean it's so intense and so, so intense. discouraging so <laughs> discouraging wow and this is like so i talked about it with my sister afterwards that for me it might be like uh, requiem for a dream mm -hmm. an incredible movie that I will never watch again. Exactly, yeah. I don't know if I will be... Like, if I will watch it again, I will have to, like, I don't know, prepare myself and say, okay, and tell people, you know, now I'm going to rewatch Joker because it's... Uh, now I know what I'm going in for, so... Would you ever watch it again? No, no, I would never watch it again. <laughs> but you're happy that you watched it. I'm so happy that I watched it. That it's behind you. <laughs> the, yeah, it, I feel like a survivor of this movie. <laughs> I survived this movie, uh, which is actually, I mean, if we have time, I mean, this is exactly what uh, Jessica Benjamin says. Uh, I said before that she tried to pair up Hegel and Winnicott. Instead okay, of, uh, who is Winnicott? Winnicott uh, was a child psychiatrist in England. Uh, he... Um, 
uh, he became a psychoanalyst around the Second World War, and uh, he was quite a known figure in England. I mean, he had also uh, he, he he because he, he sorry he wasn't a psychiatrist. I'm sorry, he was a pediatrician, okay. and he really saw lots of parents and children, infants in his work. And he also had this radio show, which was very popular, where he talked about uh, uh, women and children. I mean, you know, the the kind of like maternal attitude that okay. he thought was preferable. And what he said, basically, is that the child treats the mother as an object. The child treats the mother as an object. The yes. infant. Until, at one point, he, de- he tries to destroy her. Like, oh, you know, the yeah. infant? Yeah, the infant tries to... I mean, he was also supervised by Klein. <laughs> so, uh, he tries to destroy her, and he sees that she survives his destruction. And basically, objects, if we try to destroy them, then we probably can. But when she survives his destruction, and survival means that she doesn't try to retaliate, yes. and she doesn't abandon him. Yes. So he cries and cries under her sleeve, doesn't let her rest. Yeah. And the mother is still loving, and she's still there. And she might get annoyed, but she will be there. She will not abandon him. She will not be... Or her. Or her. Yeah, of course. I'm what about sorry. the dad? The dad the, what's the dad's role in this uh, theory? Well, I mean, yeah. back then it was more the mother who treated that because Thank it was... Uh, yeah, but yeah. now, of course, today it's uh, much more equal, so it's, uh, yeah. it relates also to the dad. We're not there yet, though. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're striving. Mm. So, uh, so when the mother survives his destruction, then he, the, the he or she, the baby, sees that she's a, a separate subject, basically. Mm. And then he can use her more. As a, no, <laughs> that's what he says dark. from relation. Uh, for, for, he just relates to her beforehand, like one relates to an object. Okay. You don't really interact with them in a kind of emotional way. Okay. And uh, then uh, he, when he sees her as a subject, he can use her more. And this is recognition in a way. She is separate. She has her own things going on, which I don't know all of them, right? Yes. I mean, it's not as if I create her when she comes into the room and then she disappears completely when she okay. leaves the room. She goes, she, she still exists somewhere, and she also exists somewhere in her mind that I don't know of. Okay, and this, all this, the child, the infant understands that she can, that she exists in her own mind? It seems a little bit uh, complex. It seems a bit complex. Of course, he doesn't understand it consciously, or, you know, okay. he's not... Uh, he didn't write about it. He didn't write about it, though he didn't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. but, but this is exactly the kind of things, I mean, the, I mean even if we look at, uh, at uh, uh, Happy, like Joker... Arthur, <laughs> he has so many names. Uh, the fact that uh, his mother was neglectful and did retaliate in a way, this is also, I mean, not only her, but also her. I mean, she, we don't know who tied him to the radiator, right? Yeah. But she uh, was there, she uh, was complicit, there. To, to say the least. Right. She didn't survive his destruction. He needed to be happy all the time in order for her not to feel like he's destroying her. And uh, that also made it difficult for him to relate to other people as subjects as he grew older. So, and this is also what we sometimes, I mean, we talked about in other, on other videos, the whole uh, idea of, uh, of rupture and repair in relationships. I mean, when people survive, when we try to be destructive towards them, or when we show them destructive sides of ourselves, and they survive us, then, uh, and they don't retaliate, they don't abandon, we trust them a lot more. Yeah. And in societies, it's also like that. I mean, we're, we also have to be able to have those ruptures and repairs and not to see every, everything as this kind of like switch of power relations. I mean, if we, if we look at it that way, 
then we can survive wars, we can survive inner conflicts in a much better way because we're still subjects together. We still yes. recognize the other. Also internally, when you go through a trying experience and you come out on the other side rather well, mm -hmm. then you are stronger to face the next challenges and exactly. you know that you won't be ruptured uh, within. I went through that and I succeeded. I went right. through adversity. Right. What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yes. And it's very true also to relationships. What doesn't destroy the relationship makes it stronger. But in the movie, the relationship between uh, the people and the ruling class, powerful class, uh, kills them both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it w doesn't make the masses stronger. Yeah, it doesn't make the masses stronger. They won't no. get more power. They won't get we more know, power. Because we know what's going on to happen later. Gotham is going to be more violent. We're going to have more supervillains. More people are going to die. Exactly. People are still going to be poor. The rich are also going to keep being uh, persecuted uh, in many ways. And the policemen also, they, they don't have more power. They're also going to be killed by this villain or that villain. The mayor. Everybody is going to suffer for a long long time no one benefits from uh, this kinds of uh, only from recognition which uh, I mean it is a compromise in a way because we never get what we all you know everything we want yes but we do get the, the important stuff right you, but yeah no one can have it all no one can have it all but we can have our basic rights our basic happiness our basic well-being and this is what we deserve yeah, this is a very basic education uh, of your children you can't have everything mm-hmm uh, it's better to be content with what you can have and uh, slowly but surely try to get more uh, as you relate to the other people around you and not igno ignore their own needs. Yeah, exactly. Not ignore their own needs and then your needs will not be ignored. I mean, yes. you might not have all your needs uh, answered, yes. but they will not be ignored. Yes. The next time when you'll need some help, well, we'll yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say that everyone is like not uh, complete uh, communism, like not everyone needs to have everything. Uh, yeah, we're talking emotionally also. Emotionally, yeah. exactly. Yeah, of course we should have more than the others. This is what, this is what you were talking about. We, uh, we, we personally need we to have more. We personally and all you people who are listening in, you deserve, you deserve more. more. More than what you're getting. And who is responsible for the fact <laughs> that you do not have more? They are responsible. <laughs> they are responsible. These people. Ah, no, yeah. no, no. They can't see us for who we are. They will and they never will. So what we should do is go to patreon.com slash gotacademy and uh, pledge if you want to, to keep uh, the revolution going. Keep the revolution going. I feel like you understood nothing <laughs> that we just talked about. <laughs> but I misunderstood it in several different ways, I feel. Several yeah. layers of <laughs> yeah. misunderstanding. Yeah, that's very impressive. <laughs> so, that was a lot of fun. Our second uh, podcast. Yeah. And we have no idea for now what uh, should our next podcast be about. We have, idea, we have a plan for several videos. Mm-hmm. But for the podcast, yeah, it's like more casual. It's a, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. So we'll just go with the flow. Go with I mean, the flow. We didn't know that we were going to make this podcast this morning. No. Life is full of surprises. Wow. Incredible. 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 And we're recording it. Today is Sunday. And tomorrow, Monday, we're already posting it. 
So if you if you enjoy our podcast, uh, you should uh, hit the follow button if you're not already a follower. And if you know, uh, if you have friends who like the movie, enjoyed the movie, maybe you think might enjoy this podcast, then you can uh, send it to them or share on your social media. And uh, yeah, I guess also you can follow us, uh, got, G-O-T, got uh, underscore academy on Twitter or uh, got academy on Facebook. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in. And next week, I think we'll have another uh, podcast about uh, Joker with Theo Ganji, comic book extraordinaire. Mm. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Noga. Boom. Thanks, a, lot of, a lot of fun as usual. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.